here on Roto Grinders. I'm Turd Ferguson. I'm giving you some of my favorite props over on Monkey Night Fight. If you haven't signed up yet, making bad life choices, sign up using promo code Grinders. Get a free 100% deposit bonus on your first $50, or you can get up to a $500 deposit bonus if you go look through our review. But it's free money. All you got to do is play through it, and it is yours. And you don't even have to do any research. Just watch these videos multiple times a week, throw in these props, and let the money roll in. I've got four of them for you today. All of them from the Monday Night Football game, so stay tuned. All right, let's get to my first prop here. It is a two-out-of-two two rapid fire in the Monday Night Football game. All right, so we got Simeon versus Baker. Simeon getting 55.5 yards. Honestly, this one's pretty darn close to a toss-up here. I'm rolling with Simeon, though, just because it's a large number. There's too much room for a little bit of volatility there. It's close, but I'm rolling with Simeon just because it's such a large number. Baker's going up against Greg Williams, his former coach. He knows how Baker works here, and Greg Williams is a drastically better than average defensive coordinator. He was the reason why Cleveland's defense was so good last year. He's going to keep Jets' defense doing pretty darn well, and he knows Baker. So I'm rolling with Simeon. Next up, Beckham versus Crowder here. Crowder getting 25.5 yards. Seems like a little bit too low for me. Crowder did have a ton of targets last week, but Darnold's not on the offense. It's Simeon. We don't know if he's going to get peppered with targets like he was last week. And Beckham should go off for a decent game here. I'm rolling with Beckham and moving on. All right, next up, we got my second prop. It's two out of three over under in the Monday Night Football game. All right, so we got Baker over under 269.5. Vegas currently has him pegged for slightly over that with some heavy juice on the under. So I'm rolling with the under here. It's just that simple. Vegas thinks the under is probably going to hit. He's going up against Greg Williams. I already mentioned that. Greg Williams is a great defensive coordinator. I think the Jets' defense is going to be better this year. So I'm rolling with the under. Next up, Simeon over under 214.5. Currently, Vegas has him pegged for slightly higher than that. So I'm rolling with the over. It's a very small number here, 214.5. Cleveland's defense got beat up pretty darn badly versus Tennessee last week. And guess what? Tennessee, not a great team. Jets, not a great team, but this is a low number. You roll with the over. Next up, Beckham over under 80.5 reception yards. I'm going with the under here. Currently, Vegas has him pegged for right around there, but that's a fairly high number. Again, Greg Williams will probably try and shut down the number one option here. You take me. All right, next up, guys, we got my third prop. It's another over under in the Monday Night Football. All right, Baker, first up, 20.5 yard point fantasy points here. Too high of a number. Way too high of a number. Just go below it. It's that simple here. Baker is going to struggle here against this New York defense again. Greg Williams, I know they're projected to win by about seven here. This is a fairly high number. Chubb can get it done. Any number of things can happen. Simeon can end up with a pick six. So there's a lot of stuff baked into that total there. Next up, Bell. I'm taking the over of 18.5 points. That's just too low. The guy's going to be a focal point in this offense here. Simeon's going to be passing the ball to him quite a bit. Going to be dumbing the ball to off to him a ton because Simeon does not know what he's doing that much. And he's not that great of a quarterback. Bell, there's a full point PPR. You easily take the over. Last up, Beckham over under 18.5. I think that he's going to probably average about 19 in this type of matchup here. But the median is going to be 18 and below. So I'm taking the under here. It's just that simple. All right, guys. Last up, we got my last prop of the night. But before I get to that, don't forget to like and subscribe over on the YouTube channel. Let you know exactly when these videos come out so you can throw those props in and leave any of your favorite props or any questions you have on the YouTube page. But let's get to my fourth prop of the night. It is a two out of three rapid fire in the Monday Night Football all right, so we got Simeon versus Mayfield. Already went through this. I'm taking Simeon because 55.5 is a large number here. It's that simple. 
Simeon might not have a great game, but I don't think Baker's going to do that well in this matchup. So I'm taking Simeon in this spot here. Next up, we have Beckham versus Landry's total receptions. Beckham currently pegged for one more over in Vegas, but Beckham has very heavy juice on the over. I think it's more likely that he ends up with two plus more receptions than Landry there. It's that simple. Last up, Crowder versus Anderson. Anderson, very boomer bust play. The guy, we all know that he can go off for giant catches here. But Crowder, more of a possession guy, going to get peppered with targets. Got a ton last week. Probably is going to get a decent amount this week. Not nearly as much, but Anderson, way too volatile. You take the guy that's more consistent. He's only giving up 2.5 yards. If that's... All right, guys, thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back again for the Thursday night football game. Good luck on all your props tonight. I'm out of here. See you, kids. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist. Oh my goodness, look at this overlay. I'm so positive EV in this contest, dude. What the hell, dude? Everybody's scared to take my head-to-heads. Nobody will scoop me, dude. Oh my god, I'm the only one who had the stones to flex a tight end. I got auto-match with Levitan. This is bullshit. My bankroll management is so locked in. Wasn't feeling this slate. Only played 0.05% of my role. Oh my god. How many times am I going to be on the wrong side of variance? Oh, I, I, I am profitable in DFS. I just can't beat the rate. The rate is too damn high. Dude. It was a GPP play. Okay, if he goes off at 0.001% ownership, I win all the money. TTP, baby. TTP. Trust the process. Let's go. Let's go. I run so unbelievably bad. It was a smash spot. It was a smash spot. Dude, qualifiers are so negative EV, bro, dude. I can go to Miami whenever I want. I like swapped off the stone nuts. This is so tilting. I just go the other way in that 6v6. I win all the money. All the money. This is such BS. Dude was number two in the air yard Twilo model. <laughs> and Chopper got so lucky, man. If I had the money to fire...
lineups, I'd be a billionaire. Uh, Patriots 3700? Uh, you know who pays up for defense? Donkeys. Oh my goodness, look at this overlay. I'm so positive EB in this contest, dude. What the hell, dude? Everybody's scared to take my head-to-heads. Nobody will scoop me, dude. Oh my god, I'm the only one who had the stones to flex a tight end. I got auto-match with Levitan. This is bullshit. My bankroll management is so locked in. Wasn't feeling this slate. Only played 0.05% of my role. Oh my god. How many times am I going to be on the wrong side of variance? Oh, I, I, I am profitable in DFS. I just can't beat the rate. The rate is too damn high. Dude. It was a GPP play, okay? If he goes off at 0.001% ownership, I win all the money. TTP, baby. TTP. Trust the process. Let's go. Let's go. I run so unbelievably bad. It was a smash spot. It was a smash spot. Dude, qualifiers are so negative EV, bro, dude. I can go to Miami whenever I want. I like swap off the stone nuts. This is so tilting. I just go the other way. In that 66, I win all the money. All the money. This is such BS. Dude was number two in the area of my low model. <laughs> Head Chopper got so lucky, man. If I had the money to fire 150 lineups, I'd be a billionaire. Uh, Patriots 3700? Uh, you know who pays up for defense? Donkeys. Process over results. Process over results. Hey, babe. Yeah, yeah. No, I broke even. May maybe slightly under, but yeah, yeah, no, it's a wash. Yeah. At least I got the crowns. I'll always have the crowns. going on rotor grinders dean here at steen 7904 if you want to get all technical on me it's actually 534 in the east coast 234 in the west coast 434 tennessee time which of course of course it makes time for the flagship show here at rotor grinders it is called grinders live it's sponsored by yahoo join me today it's uh it's jordan it's blender what's going on dude how's uh i got a case of the mondays how about yourself Do you have a case of the mondays or are we all good i got the case of i did a six plus hour yesterday and now i'm exhausted Oh, so okay, so you're saying you're just gonna be coasting in this one? Is that what you're kind of? Is that the implication? Is that what I'm hearing? Well, or? it's baseball while football is going on, and half the teams have nothing to play for. So yeah, maybe maybe I'm coasting just like some of these teams. Well, we have something to play for. This is daily fantasy sports. We don't care about tomorrow. We don't care about yesterday. We care about tonight. It's a it's a clean slate. It's a clean scoreboard. We're all starting with zero. Okay, well, I got a, I got a, I got a win tonight to get all my money back from NFL yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Week one, I had a great week. Uh, week two, I basically gave it all back. So uh, back where we started. That, that's sort of where I'm at too. And uh, with the exception, uh, I know one JSU who uh, 
I believe he actually does the crunch time stuff for us too, as far as football uh, on Sundays. Uh, he banked the, the Yahoo contest, the sponsor, the, the million dollar contest over there. Uh, you know, I'm all for flat payouts. He probably wouldn't be after that, but I'm sure he's not upset. He got 10% of the pool at $100,000. So congrats to him, obviously. Um, yeah, yesterday just wasn't uh, – it's a baseball show, obviously. We'll talk baseball in a second. It's a seven game where we can kind of sort of cruise this one for sure. But uh, football did not, uh, you know, did not go well for us. You know what it was? Good old Biff. Biff, he, uh, the wrong page. Oh, the almanac let me down once again. It, it, right. I always keep on telling you it only goes up to the year 2000. So, yeah, but, you know, I, I got probably the, not going to work. This is a second print, and, like, they gave it an update and all that. But uh, they, they send, like, an email pamphlet out there. You know, they kind of like, give you some updates. But – Every once in a while, Biff will just kind of screw you over personally, but that's a, I'm not giving up on the almanac. We're going back to it today. Okay. So what does the almanac say, say for, for pitching today? The almanac says, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, the almanac doesn't care, but this is getting like 144 and like 162, whatever it is. But, uh, yeah, it, well, it says Steven Strasburg's the best pitcher in the bump, but it also says, it doesn't say it, but you know this because we play a hitters all day. We know we live in the world of a salary cap and, Strasburg is the best dude. He doesn't have the best matchup. We have some premium matchups out there as far as Barrios against the White Sox. You can argue that's one of the nut matchups. And then, of course, you have uh, Tanner Roark versus the Royals, another nut matchup. And the third nut matchup is Robbie Ray versus, you know, versus the putrid Marlins. So the best pitcher is, uh, is Strasburg, and he actually has something to play for, right? Uh, and I'm curious what you're doing in tournaments. I'm mostly playing tournaments as well tonight. If you're playing cash uh, this time of year, like, good for you. But I'm mainly just playing a couple uh, – you know, the big double ups, essentially, that's sort of where I'm at as far as my cash lineup. But I'm, I'm delving into your world and playing some tournaments for sure. And uh, as far as the elite pitchers, I think those are the big names as far as this slate. You know, we have uh, looking from a K percent, a K perspective. That's clearly two guys. You know, it's Robbie Ray and it's Strasburg. And then it takes a dip. You know, Ray and Strasburg both average about 30 percent as far as their Ks in the season. Strasburg is distinctly better pitcher than Ray, you know, as far as uh, yielding homers, just over one homer per nine. As far as his ERA, if you care about ERA, Strasburg's ERA about a, one, a run lower than Ray. His Sierra is about a half run lower as well. Um, of course, the Ray gets to face the Marlins, who, again, re to reiterate, they are terrible at hitting baseballs. Um, yeah, and, you know, if you read Cheese's Million Dollar Musings, not just today, but anytime in the last few years, he would always talk about, you know, Robbie Ray is so yin and yang, and you don't even know what you're going to get, you know, the old Forrest Gump deal. But uh, you're not supposed to play him when he's going to be chalky. And Robbie Ray's going to be fairly chalky. It's a short slate and it's the Marlins. And like, there's no way for him to hide. So in theory, you're not supposed to play him. The book, I'm not saying the Almanac does, but like the DFS book says you're not supposed to play him. But I'm still going to be playing some Robbie Ray. How about yourself? I don't see how you could avoid him for this price. For, I mean, you have Strasburg, you have Berrios, you have Ray. Now Berrios gets the best matchup, but he's not the highest strikeout pitcher. Then you have Strasburg, who's the highest strikeout pitcher. It's not the it's not the it's not the worst of matchups, but he's also eleven eight on a slate where cores with the Mets and the, the Rockies have high priced hitters. If you want to play them, but looking at the uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna you taught me the refresh button. Let me refresh this before I I, I give out facts that are wrong. So if I go to uh, to play at IQ and I check the the minute the the Miami lineup, like outside of like Rojas and Prado. The strikeout rates of these guys are fairly high. Alfaro's batting cleanup, and he has a 32% K rate. You got <laughs> Dean, you got Brinson, you got Ramirez, you got Birdie. They're all over 20. So it's And it's not like Castro, Rojas, and Prado are like power hitters. So, like, 
it's just a matter of like not walking them. But the walk rate for the Miami lineup is 4.5%. And if Robbie Ray is not walking people, yeah, he's a great pitcher. That's typically when you stack against him. It's because he's walking five guys in four innings and he's putting people on base and then giving up hard hits. But when Starlin Castro's like the most power hitting hitter in your lineup, like I'm not, I'm not opposed to fading him at uh, he's projected to be 38% owned on DraftKings. But I think for the sal- the salary that you save from Strasburg down to Ray, I think he's a better point per dollar play. But if you wanted to play Berrios for 400 more, I think that's I think Berrios has a safer floor in the matchup, but I think Ray has the higher ceiling. Yeah, so Ray had that blister. He had a finger last time out. I'm like he didn't walk anybody because he didn't last long enough. And he also got shellacked by by the Mets. They put a they put a hurt on him for sure. He got five runs in the first inning. Uh yeah, and you're right. You know, his issue is walking dudes. Uh he does give a power to the left to the right hand side, but like who's gonna hit get him? Maybe Castro, like you said. They're the Marlins' best hitter, and like that's by default their best hitter. He's actually a decent major hitter. I shouldn't knock him. Uh, Garrett Cooper, he's actually not in the lineup. Like you said, you kind of ran it off. And, you know, one of the first things you're looking for when you're thinking about rostering a pitcher against the Marlins is, is Lewis Brunson in the lineup? And yes, he is. He's an absolute disaster. Uh, he doesn't do anything well. Uh, you know, there's still some promise there in theory. Uh, he's still just 24. He's no longer 19. But, yeah, he's in there. Dean's in there. Prado is a pest. Like, he's going to pop up and he's going to ground out. He's probably not going to strike out. Strike out, like you said, Rojas, too. Another contact guy. But it's a terrible, terrible lineup. Um, they have nothing to play for, but I assume, again, I assume his finger is fine. Uh, I, I don't know how often the blister is kind of open back up again. We saw it with uh, Rich Hill a couple of years ago. It was always kind of a fun tilt whenever Rich he would come out of the game like two or three times a year. But, you know, different fingers, different situation, I suppose. And Ray is definitely a guy I'm playing in tournaments. I think you kind of sort of have to, like you alluded to. Uh, this Marlins lineup is a disaster. Um, and then Strasburg, I, I think Strasburg, because the step downs are pretty good for a seven-game slate, like we talked about it. And they're pretty decent pitchers, uh, you know, not the amazing K rates, but the matchups are so good. And, you know, you, you, we'll talk about the sticks in a second. People are just going to want to load up on cores, you know, the Colorado side, the, the Mets side. And even Oakland's got a sneaky high total. We look at that total in the game. It's like nine and a half, but Oakland's got a, three, a six plus, you know, KC, I think has the lowest uh, team total on the board. You know, and that's why like, Roark's kind of interesting as far as stepping down ahead. You mentioned Barrios. I think Hamels is kind of sort of somewhat interesting. Like he's not been good since coming back from the injured list, but you know, if you fire up weather edge, have you taken a peek as far as weather edge today for Wrigley? Yeah, I have. And I, 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 I typically, I think when we get into hitters, uh, the, the Cubs are underpriced despite the five mile an hour blowing in wind. Cause I think they were priced as if Sonny Gray was going to be pitching today. And then they, and then Gausman's going to be in, but I don't think Gausman's going to pitch more than three innings. Yeah, he's not. He's not so, I mean, he's not even an option. It's just a matter of, of are people going based on the Javino's ownership percentage, uh, percentages, people aren't going to play the Cubs. But when we get when we get into hitters, I'm like, I'm looking at those guys. But Hamill's on the other end. Uh, the, the Reds only have a 3.9 implied run total. They have over a 20%. Like, if you take out Peraza at a 12% K rate, like that, that lineup, like strikes out a lot. And although there's obviously power with like Urban Suarez and Aquino, the rest of the lineup has no power. So if he can navigate around those guys, like I think at at eighty seven hundred on DraftKings and and definitely on Yahoo, for uh, 
Let me take a look at his price. On Yahoo, he's 35, he's 35 bucks. bucks. Yeah, he's the same price as Lopez, I believe, which is kind of an interesting quandary. But uh, right now I'm leaning Hamels too. And it's funny, you mentioned that, and you're probably looking at plate IQ, and you mentioned like there's nobody else with power. There is one more guy with power, except he's just not in plate IQ. Why is he not in plate IQ? The six hole is skipped because it's Michael Lorenzen, the pitcher. The pitcher Michael Lorenzen's batting sixth, and he actually does he does have power. He has like seven home runs in his career and like 115, 120 major league at bats. He also strikes out over 30% of the time. So he's a power hitter, but he also is going to whiff a good bit too. And not only that, they had Votto who's ill. He's not feeling particularly well. He was scratched. He had the fish. Uh, so Van Meter, lefty on lefty, he's a disaster lefty on lefty. Usually the thing with left Van Meter is like once the righty comes in, he spells Irvin. Irvin's drawing the start, and they probably have another body because, you know, it's September. So I wouldn't exactly say it's assured that Irvin's going to play, you know, all nine innings. But just uh, Van Meter being in that lineup, striking out at over 30% lefty on lefty, he's terrible. Uh, I, I fire up the weather edge, and it's a pretty big sample. Of course, this does change as closer we get the lock, the closer we get up to, uh, you know, the game time as far as the weather. You know, it, it's fickle. 149-game uh, sample, a, uh, the previous games with similar weather, 33.4% decrease in homers, 14.6% decrease in runs and a 17.4% 17.4% increase in ERA. Again, that's Ross uh, Weather Edge tool. Uh, it's just, I wasn't really on handles, but he's cheap enough. And the context of the Cincinnati lineup makes him, uh, at least in the conversation of playing for tournaments. Uh, he's well, also- A lot of people also don't understand that while Hamels does give up more hard contact to righties, he actually has a higher strikeout rate to righties. So I think even with this righty heavy, Cincinnati lineup like if let's say you go with the win narrative like if he if the ball could stay in the ballpark like he has higher upside for his uh, sneaky sneaky upside isn't that what the, what a, what I'm supposed to say is a DFS tab yeah, sneaky for, upside we, uh, we sneaky is one of those words we use probably like wrong 90% of the time but yeah sure right. I'll, I'll allow it I'm not saying that Hamels is the best play I'm just I'm just saying that people tend to avoid him and I don't think on a seven-game slate, if this is a larger slate, maybe I, I wouldn't have as much interest. But if if I'm going to go down and, like, not play Ray, and I, and I want to play Hamels as my SP1 in a tournament lineup that I'm, like, stacking expensive bats, I don't think it's that big of, that big of a stretch. So I got that two-faced thing going on, apparently. Devin's very mad at me. I was supposed to get my blinds fixed. I know the people out there, I'm trying to move – if I get really, really close to the camera, extreme close-up, you all can see the bats in the cave. But, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, I, I, you know, you guys can deal with this. So my bad. My apologies. Because can you see the sundial thing working? Is that something to even watch the picture? I don't watch the picture as far as the video. Well, this is what happens when we're a half an hour uh, behind uh, when we when the 730 slate. Because if it was a half an hour ago, the light may have been, you know, maybe six inches more to the other side. It's not just that, but like when I'm like, oh, I got an extra, I was like, I was around all day and I'm like, oh, I got an extra half hour. I'll figure that at some point. And I was kind of loafing around and, and then I'm like, oh, wow, the show starts in 10 minutes. I don't have time to do that. My bad. So, you know, you know, that works sometimes, but uh, tomorrow there will be no shadows. We'll see if there's an increase or a decrease of viewers. But uh, the tricky part again with Hamels is he's not been great since coming back, you know, from his injury. He's not been going deep. Uh, He's not been throwing a lot of pitches. (laughs) But, you know, if he throws like 90 to 95 and goes like six or so against the Cincinnati lineup, but again, not very good. There's certainly some K potential there. The weather suggests it's a positive place to pitch. Uh, I like him more on Yahoo than on DK. If you sort of compare the prices at 35 bucks, I think that's pretty reasonable. Um, you know, every dollar counts there on Yahoo. You put a load up for a, you know, some of the bats we'll talk about in a second. Uh, eight, seven on DK, it's, you know, it's fine. I'm not going to say you can't play it, but 
you know, I, I think that's kind of sort of too close, uh, you know, to the Robbie Rays of the world, the Tanner Roerks of the world. And, you know, KC has the lowest team total on the board. Uh, that lineup is pretty bad. Roark is, you know, good against righties, vulnerable against lefties. I think there's five lefties in that lineup, not all particularly good. Not a big K guy either. I think it's uh, 23% Ks against righties, 20 against lefty. That's off the dome, more or less. That's on the old plate IQ. You guys can fire that up for your premium members. Uh, so if you could sort of rank these guys, you know, Strasburg, Barrios, Ray, Roark, Hamels, like who are you prioritizing? We're going to talk about a potential SP2 in a second, I'm sure, to kind of make things work. Uh, but as far as the, I don't want to say elite, but the guys at the top as far as asking price, how would you prioritize these dudes? I think for the context of the slate, I would pay, put Berrios one, Ray two, Strasburg three, Rourke four, and Hamels five. But I mean, I, I, think, I think you're not, if you're playing cores, you can, you're, you're not playing two of these guys together. But if you're playing a cheaper stack, you can. You're probably not playing Strasburg, but you could play something like Berrios Hamels or Rourke Ray, you could do something like that with a cheaper stack. But I think uh, the the chalk combination is going to be one of these guys, most probably Ray or Berrios, with a cheaper guy, I mean, at least on Yahoo and uh, and DraftKings. On the one-pitcher sites, I think you just take one of one of these guys. And I think so, it. too. You're not going all the way down. Uh, and then pairing them with probably one of two cheap pitchers. And that would be more of the cash build, but uh, today I'm I'm more likely to not go in that direction for Tortor. Because the main thing is, is that if you're going to fade cores, you don't have to do that. Yeah. So what I'm more likely to do is probably use those core pe- those cores pieces as like one offs or two offs, like that kind of thing, and probably get two of the better pitchers. Well, we'll talk about it because. Um, well, what's your thought? What are you doing? Tell the people what your strategy is, or you're still kind of figuring it out. No, no, I'm, I know what I'm doing. I mean, I still got them. I'm only making seven lineups today. Once once NFL starts, DraftKings. Football was rough yesterday, huh? <laughs> no, no, no. It's more of the payout structures. Like they have like, it's 18 bucks and it's 50,000 a first and then 1,000 a fourth. Like I can't play those tournaments. I'll, I'll play the 66. I'll play, play the lineups into like, I'm playing the mid stake stuff. So I'm not like multi-entering a million lineups. It's just like, okay, I'll hand build six, seven lineups. Uh, play for the smaller field. So I don't need to do five threes and go completely bonkers so like but on this slate i'm much more likely i mean it's just a common theme that when cores is over owned which especially on smaller slates it tends to be i just faded and hope for the best and then if if it goes off so be it tomorrow's another day so since i'm avoiding all practically i may have some one-offs but since i'm practically avoiding that entire game i I don't have to live in a world of a salary cap anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, the reason why I don't know how much I want to do this is because and I'm, you're just hoping for survival for a guy. Well, here, let's just do it this way. The guys we aren't playing, uh, at least I don't want to speak for you, but I, I don't think you can play Gaussman. He's not going to pitch very long, right? Uh, and we can't pitch Richards. Like Richards isn't going to pitch very long either for San Diego, maybe three innings or something like that. We're crossing those dudes off the list, right? Oh, yeah, we're crossing him off. We're crossing Matson Senzatella off. You're crossing Sparkman off. You're cr- you're probably crossing off Dakota Hudson at 8100 on DraftKings. There is some upside for Ronaldo Lopez at 6800 against Minnesota. I'm not going to go there, but sure. I mean, he, at least he could strike people out. But I think the two most uh, popular options to pair as SP2s are going to be Pablo Lopez and Zach Davies, which is obviously my guy. 
Uh, yeah, well, I thought Zach Davis was your guy. Zach Davies, you're taking Zach all the guys. Zach Davies, Zach Davies. If, if, Anybody I, named Zach. Now, Zach the reason Davis. I say it that way is because Davies, with the E, is like a British way of Davis. So since I play a lot of soccer DFS and I follow soccer, <laughs> there are a lot of Davies. There are tons of Davies. So I'm just used to like, okay, Zach Davies. But it can be pronounced Dave, Davis. Either how are the how the soccer DFS treat you uh, treat, uh, treat you this year so far? Right, that's my that's my best sport. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I would love to it's, get into it. The prize pools are smaller, so you can't make a ton of money. But I mean, as far as consistent, I mean, most people at Rota Grinders don't realize like the first year and a half or so I played DFS, it was just soccer. I didn't follow any of the other sports. So, like to me, baseball is one of my newer sports. You got a team over there? Who's your favorite team? Louisville City FC, USL Division Two. See, the thing is about oh, you know, I used to live in Charleston when they're the battery we play against you guys. Yeah, there you go. Be the battery. That's you support your local club. It's the most <laughs> important thing in soccer. No matter what league, what division, you support it's like it, it has a very college football, like where you're from, you support. It doesn't matter. It could be a high school. Who cares? Yeah, well, actually, the battery's in a different league. They, they, they were the feeder system to the Atlanta team for what No, it's there's no feeder. They're an independent team. Yeah, nobody cares. Nobody cares about this conversation. I thought I was asking for like a team over a, like an England. I Liverpool you, is if I'm going to support anyone, probably Liverpool. Okay, that's what I, that's what I was asking for. Uh, the, the tricky part with uh, Zach Davies, Zach Davis, anybody named Zach that's pitching today is that Milwaukee just has not been letting their starting pitchers go. They're battling for a playoff spot. Every game matters. Every inning matters. Every pitch matters. And he's not very good. And they're very very quick to give the hook. So uh, also not a big K guy. He walks too many dudes as well. Like, he can be okay and survive four to five innings, I suppose. But he also can, like, pick up and be out in three innings. And if you're going to pick one of the two as far as Lopez versus Davies, and Lopez has been kind of up and down since going back from his injury, and of course, the Marlins have not to play for. I saw in a note, and this wouldn't surprise me, somebody said in chat, if I can get confirmation, if anybody else out there lurking, that apparently the roof's going to be open in Arizona. And I've said this before. The uh, Arizona hates they, – they hate their fans. It's like 98 degrees, uh, and then they open the roof. Uh, either they hate their fans or they don't like paying the AC bill or whatever it is. They're pinching pennies over there. They get the, the owner from the Cleveland Indians, Indians from Major League is like the owner of the team or something like that. But, uh, I mean, I, could you go to the game if it's 90 degrees and then the, the wind, like you, know, you have the ability to close the door. And they're like, nah, we're good. We got you you have the ability to not have a baseball game there because it's boring. <laughs> it's a dry heat. I just can't – I can't believe it. But I saw – I feel like I saw somebody say it on Twitter as well too. But uh, – uh, yeah, maybe uh, the roof will be open in Arizona for what it's worth. But uh, Lopez versus Davies, if you're going to force me to pick one, I'm taking uh, Pablo Lopez. What's I, I would I would happen to agree with you. Yes, if if choosing between the two, uh, my tra- strategy in tournaments is going to be to not play either of them. You're going to go double. Uh, d- I don't want to say double barrel because double barrel stud like two of the pricier the pitchers. That, that's sort of your at least right at now. least in the midline. I mean, I could play Hamels. I could play Rourke. I could play. I could play two of those guys. And uh, the strategy that I'm taking is to stack against the other two guys. Well, that would mean you're you're playing Marlins though. No, not Ray. I'm not talking about Ray. I'm talking about Lopez. So I'm playing Diamondbacks. Oh, okay. And Padres. Okay. I, mean, I like the Diamondbacks more than more than uh, more than the Padres though, but. But that's fine. But I'm more likely in those builds to play Davis and just survive than play Lopez because I think it's I think the, the ownership, like Jamino's ownership, has Lopez at 28 percent on DraftKings and Davis at 16. So 28 percent ownership on that pitcher on an SP2 gives me a lot more leverage. 
Yeah, uh, of course, those ownership, uh, you know, by, you know, Jimino and his team, they're all over at, uh, they're going to be, uh, you know, figuring that out closer and closer gets refined, the closer and closer we get the lock. Uh, by the way, post-show, we're going to have, uh, you know, if you guys are sticking around for, for premium, it's cheese and it's Roth. Uh, just throwing that out there with the people. Uh, I, I, want, I did want to give the shout outs. Give me a second. I'll, I'll pull that up. We'll, we'll do that in the transition. But as I'm pulling that up, can you tell me, uh, give me like a summary. What, what are our thoughts as far as uh, the pitchers today? I think the SB1 pitchers are going to be fairly spread out, but still condensed to primarily Ray, Berrios, and Strasburg. I think Rourke is going to be owned, but be lower owned. I think Rourke and Hamels will get ownership somewhere in the mid-teens, which is fine. I think Ray, I think Ray and Berrios are going to be the chalk SP1s, but I don't see people playing them both together. So pick whichever one, and they're within 400 of each other. So pick whatever ones you want, and then like for a cash build, you pick one of Davis or Lopez, and they're within, what, 600 of each other. So depending on the bats that you have, like don't concern yourself over – which one do I play, Lopez or Davis, or which one do I play, Barrios or Ray? Like, figure out your bats, and then whichever two of those guys fit together, I think I think you're in fine shape, especially in cash games. Yeah, I, and well, I mean, who's playing? You're, come on, who's playing cash games? This time? Well, no, you never know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm reading these cold, by the way, so I might get one of those uh, Mr. Butts, uh, Seymour. Let's see if somebody's going to have some fun. Uh, of course, we get the shout-outs for those that, uh, you know, they're signing up about you know, uh, you can win yourself one free month of Rotor Grinders Premium. Got to incentivize yourselves to rock the, uh, the Rotor Grinders badge. If you guys finish in the top 10 of certain contests around the industry, you win yourself one free month while rocking that RG badge. And that's premium for not just baseball, but for football as well. Uh, this is the shout outs. This is the people that have recently signed up. Thanks for signing up. Thanks for rocking the badge. We got N. Wilson, 1850. Go Ducks, 1986. Uh, that, by the way, is a. Um, uh, 33-year-old Anaheim Ducks fan. Uh, Lord Raymond, Lee 500, give me your money. Uh, Zethridge, JTI, Ridu Els, Ridu Els, uh, Aparis, 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 Aparis. And Go-Kart Bum. Of course, we don't want to leave Go-Kart Bum out. So there you go. Thanks Just for like you're speaking in tongues. <laughs> It reminds me of that scene from Airplane that like old people will remember, but uh, we shall move on. Uh, bats, we, we, we talked about arms. How about the sticks? Uh, you know, you made it, you kind of hinted, you kind of suggested, but true, let's reiterate. Uh, give me a player, give me a core player, give me a team that you're focusing on as, as far as the bats tonight. Uh, if, if not as a stack, as a one-off, Kyle Schwarber at 3,900. He's batting clean off for the Cubs. He's priced at 3,900. He's facing Kevin Gausman. Gausman, I mean, yeah, he may only pitch three innings, but like he could easily, I mean, we've seen plenty of times he's pitched a third of an inning and given up nine runs. So it does to me, uh, I, I'm hoping that people are scared off on the, the wind, which uh, is not as dramatic as it could be. And uh, it, the price is reflected. It's not like the Cubs are in the mid fours or high fours. The, the most expensive Cub is Bryant at 4,400. So I know Rizzo's out of the lineup. I know Baez is out. But, I mean, these, these guys still hit the ball well. So I'm more likely, if, if not as a stack, uh, to sprinkle in some of these Cubs guys, especially if Jamino's hamster wheel says they're going to be sub-5% on. Well, it's 12 bucks on Bryant, just throwing it out there. Rizzo's uh, his foot's going to be in a boot. He's out with a foot. He's not going to be playing for at least a week or so or something like that. And uh, 
like, yeah, I'm not sitting here breaking down matchup against Gaussman because like you said, you know, you're, you're going to get the bullpen and who knows what you're going to get. And it's like situation, you know, dependent upon the game, he's probably going to face all these guys once essentially. So, you know, 20, you know, 20, 25% of your usage against this hitter against this pitcher and then everything else is just sort of up in the air. We have no idea. It's just guesswork and maybe it kind of works out for you, especially if Chicago's up seven, nothing, who knows what they're going to roll out there. Some arms you probably never heard of. Because, uh, you know, I haven't seen how many dudes they called up, but they probably have extra arms to pen like everybody else does these days. We're going to go around the horn. Uh, catcher, I, well, I mean, I think it's pretty clear. It's like, you know, if money wasn't a thing, uh, you could play any catcher you want. Salary cap doesn't matter. Well, I was going to say Ramos, but he did not crack the lineup for the Mets. I'm not sure if he hit the old refresh button. So cross him off the list. Uh, Nito, uh, Thomas Nito is actually uh, playing catcher tonight for the Mets in cores, seven and a half total. Against Sensatella, it is worth noting Sensatella, not a big fly ball guy, not a big home run guy, but he walks a lot of dudes. And, you know, his ERA has been a disaster, if that's something you care about as well. He's been get, he's been beat up uh, for various reasons. And that Babbitt, you know, in that ballpark, obviously, he's not forgiving either. Um, catcher, plan B, what are we doing? Whoever fits. I mean, really, I mean, really, we're at the point where, like, if you want to pay up, you could take Grandal. I don't think he's worth it. You could, if you want to take Contreras at 4,100. I just don't. I just think on a slate where in the chalk lineup you're jamming in cords, guys. Like I'm not saying you have to take uh, Nido or Batera because they're in cores, but if you wanted to take Valoria at 2100, Rourke has significant splits against lefties. But Valoria is not the great of a hitter, anyways. But if you want to take Jan Gomes at 3000, like I take a look at this ownership and it's so spread out that like if you're stacking, play the play the guy that's in your stack. And uh, and if not, I, it's the last position I would fill in. Like, just what – I can't give it – yeah, sure. If you can play Mitch Garver at 5,600 against uh, Ronaldo Lopez, you probably did something wrong to begin with. Uh, but if you wanted to, sure. If you wanted to play Alfaro against Ray, even though Alfaro strikes out 35% of the time, but you never know. Like, I, I can't – you can plug in anyone you want, and I can't call you wrong in any format. Yeah, I mean, you play you play Garver just because the price is so goofy, right? That's a, that's the reason to do it. And he's, he absolutely could be the best catcher on the board. That's, that's certainly possible. We prefer him against lefties, but you can play him against righties too. And he's got a you know nice position that lineup batting fifth and you know big team total for Minnesota as well. But like you say, dollar for dollar, he's not the play. Uh, two two catchers for the Cubbies tonight: Contreras and Caratini. For what it's worth, Contreras is the better stick, but you're going to pay a little bit more for that. But there's not really much else to say. Like you know, it, like like. The catchers are not good. <laughs> They're not and good. And then most of them are cheap. And most and like the, the difference between the cheap catchers, I don't see that big. Like it's either like oh a better hitter in a worse hitting environment, or a great hitting environment and they're horrible hitters. So like it's 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 one of the two. Pick pick and choose whatever. I'm perfectly fine with whatever's left, even in a lineup that I'm not stacking. I'm playing cash games to fill out fill out everyone else. And then if you're if you got thirty one hundred. And you're like, okay, Jan Gomes, and fine. Okay, throw him in. Uh, as far as first base, well, this is one of your big decisions, I think, in the slate. You know, it's a, it's a short slate, and you can make it work. You can definitely make it happen. You got the polar bear, uh, Alonzo, you know, in, in Coors Field. You got to spend up for him for sure. I think he's, what, 5'7", five, 5'8", five, on DK. He's 24 on Yahoo, which is three below the floor. I'm sorry, three below the ceiling, which is very reasonable. Um, like, he's – He's one of the big decision points. You kind of talked about how you're probably not going to be stacking, of course, but you're going to have some one-offs. I presume he's one of your favorite one-offs, correct? At a first base position, that is very. this is a very scarce position today. Uh, there's a lot of guys that I'd rather not roster, 
Uh, I'm expecting Alonzo at 5,700 to be one of the chalkiest bats on the slate. So in lineups that I make that are very contrarian, especially when I'm playing mid-stakes GPPs that only have like a thousand people in it, I'm considering Alonzo as a one-off. But if I'm gonna, if if I'm gonna, if you're gonna be out there and you're gonna go, I'm gonna stack the Mets. I'm gonna make a three-man of the Mets. Like maybe you don't include Alonzo and you play, and you play Matt Olson instead against Sparkman because I think that's the natural pivot in this range because like the other options like you could go for it you could play uh, eric Thames against richards if you want you could play lamb against lopez at i mean that's more likely what i'm going to be doing playing lamb at 3300 in a diamondback stack uh because like the one-offs here are very clearly like the cores guys and olsen and if you want to get really contrary and you play goldie against strasburg uh, but I'd rather not go there. Or you play like Zimmerman or Hosmer. You can play Hosmer against Davis. Davis is going to be somewhat chalky. Hosmer at four percent, uh, getting the ballpark upgrade. I think I think he's not that bad of a play. Or you go all the way down. You play Ryan O'Hearn at twenty seven hundred against uh, you know lefties against Roark. Uh, but just understand that that type of matchup is like he's going to get a zero or he's going to get a home run. So don't complain when when you get nothing from. Him. Yeah, I agree with you as far as Olsen being the best pivot. Sparkman's given up more than two homers per nine. I understand that ballpark's not great for power, but Sparkman yields it a ton, and he pitches most of his game, or at least half his games, more or less, in, uh, you know, the cavernous ballpark there in KC. So he yields plenty of homers. Olsen with the platoon on his side. And, you know, on DK, he's distinctly cheaper. Not distinctly cheaper, like 500 cheaper, but, like, if you want to play the ownership game, on Yahoo, Olsen's more expensive than Alonso. Like, it doesn't make sense to do that, but that's why it does make sense, right, in tournaments. Uh, that's one way to do that for sure. Uh, and then I saw a question there in chat basically asking that question. Do you want Olsen or do you want, um, you know, Alonzo? And, yeah, it depends what you're doing as far as your line of construction. Sure, the book's going to say the better play is Alonzo, but it's baseball and it's small sample sizes. And there's ownership to consider when rostering your, your – building your, your, uh, your tournament lineups. Uh, any interest in Daniel Murphy batting second left on left versus Mats? Like, he, you know – that's, he's not bad. He's not bad. And Mats is Mats is like kind of neutral splits. Like I don't really care that much lefty lefty with Mats. Uh, but like if I'm gonna play Murphy, like I'm playing Murphy because of the hitting environment, not because I like the matchup. So that's why like I personally I don't care about that. What does it matter? I'm just I'm just being a, I'm just needling it's all. Now I'm much more rad, I'm much more likely to play Hosmer over Murphy, but I think on the high end it's Alonzo or Olsen or you're going down. Yeah, I think I was actually digging into this earlier today as far as the left on left. And if I'm not mistaken, you know, and it's this year, it's smaller samples, but Matt's this season is a 212 ISO versus lefties and a 181 ISO versus righties. So you can argue he's given up more power versus lefties and righties, but last year it was, it was flipped. So, you know, you can say this is kind of an anomaly, I suppose. Uh, and I would, I would lean more so on the bigger sample than the smaller sample. Last year was a bigger sample. So, yeah. But uh, Murphy's probably better off in a stack than a one-off. Uh, anything else at first that's worth noting uh, that, that we should mention? Matt Skoll made the lineup, by the way. Just throwing it out there. I think he's a big K guy. Is he not, Skoll? Really right, but I'd still, at the same price, I'd rather play Ryan O'Hearn against Roark than, than Skoll at a, like, what, he has like a 40% K rate. No I, no, I agree. And I was saying that I was just doing a little callback in my head from a perspective of Ross and Barrios. Uh, yeah, 33.9%. So like, yeah, that gives him a little bit of boost as far as Ks. Just, just right. I mean, but if you're going to roster a White Sox first baseman, you'll just take a Bray. Correct. Uh, Keystone position, second base. What do you have for me? At second base, I I mean, I think the truck's going to be Robinson Cano. 
I mean, I, I don't, I mean, it, it's core. I mean, essentially we're going to go through all these positions and, and most, most of it is going to be someone from Coors Field because on a seven game slate, like it has by far the highest total. Uh, I know we got some, some implied totals like Oakland, Milwaukee, we got some over five, but in overall game total, it's, it's, it's going to be Coors and Zenzatella is, um, is a worse pitcher than Matt. So you're going to see the Mets. But we're, I'm used to playing with 3,400 for Robinson Cano, not uh, 4,900. But looking at the rest of the second-based options, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's dire. When, when, <laughs> when Jamino's hamster wheel has Yolmer Sanchez, 2,600, at 16% ownership, uh, you, you know that it's slim pickings uh, at second base. We got Big T's boy, Wilmer Flores, leading off. He's not facing a lefty, though, for what it's worth. I know Big T's all over Wilmer Flores. Um, Cano, his best price around the industry is on Fandle. Uh, I think it's like three five or three six or something like that. Twenty three on Yahoo is whatever you know. Like you said, he's what four nine uh, on DK. McNeil is five six, which you know it seems a bit pricey. Oh, Namo, he found himself in the leadoff spot tonight. That's interesting. Namo is going to be super popular. I did not the Mets lineup cracked, and I did not see that because I was looking at the, the catcher spot. Brandon Nemo, he's going to be popular tonight. Look at that, uh, good times for sure. And I did want to say this is a callback to first base. You know, we don't think Richards is going to stick around very long. Uh, let, let me send him my inner Walter White. Oh, wait, hold on a second. We have a prop. Uh, little Heisenberg. I just want to say uh, tread lightly on the guy like Thames. I just think there's a better chance of him getting the hook just because they're going to be, there's going to be a variety of pitchers in that lineup. And again, Milwaukee is doing everything they can to grab some W's. And so if they see a small chance of, uh, you know, getting an edge in the game or a double swap or something like that, I would not be surprised if Thames gets the hook. Of course, he can bang out a homer as far as they're batting. Who really cares? Uh, third base, uh, Breaking Bad, best show of all time, right? Eh, debatable. It's a it's a great show. Well, what's better? This show, the flagship show. No, this is stop it. It's not even close. <laughs> oh, that, please, that's not even a conversation. That's not even a conversation, and that's not even on like a, this is only internet television. It's not on the actual. You know, so eventually, it'll get down here. We'll be on. We'll be on that red carpet getting getting the Emmy. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, hot corner, third base. What do you have for me? Oh, we're done with second already? Well, I, I was I, quick. I threw it to you. You didn't have anybody else. Okay, that's fine. Okay, but I've been... Uh, Is there someone else who sucks? Stick? So you could play as Dribble Cabrera. He's a third baseman also. There's a lot of second base, third baseman. So, okay, we'll flip over and go to third base. I think the top option... Uh, uh, I think the top option raw points-wise is Nolan Arenado. Uh, facing the lefty, I mean, the lefty masher uh, for 5,500. But I think the better option point for dollar is Matt Chapman at 4,300 against uh, Sparkman uh, because I think Chapman and Arenado, other than the hitting environment, are the same hit. I mean, are just as big power hitters. And Sparkman's a much worse pitcher than Matt's. So if you're going to play Aaron, I'd much rather play Matt Chapman at the same ownership as Arenado only because I get to save $1,200 in the process. Hey, if you're playing the ownership game, why not the lefty masher, Eugenio Suarez? Oh, you could do that too. Okay, well, I mean, I, I'm just going at the top first. You're speeding ahead to, like, even the lower owned well, we're on, There's a time constraint. We have to step okay, aside. we got to make lives. we got to get out of here. Right. <laughs> like, we got things to do, man. I know. I, I got to I'm taking a look at the Cubs. Like, Chris Bryant's 4,400 against Gausman. And three, what, 3% ownership? It's not against Gausman, though. It's, it's, it's one time against Gausman. But, yeah, he's, yeah, sure, fair. Yeah, but if you want to take Suarez at 4,900 against Hamels, I mean, you're just paying up for it. Again, uh, 
yes, it will be contrarian, but I, I'm more likely to play someone like Azdrubal Cabrera or even Mike Moustakis or even Miguel Sano against Ronaldo Lopez. I'm more likely to do that than as a one-off at least. Obviously, if you're playing a red stack, you know, Suarez is great, but I just I, I think the red stack is, is, is too expensive. I always talk about uh, as a one-off, I think Suarez is pretty interesting. I'm not stacking them up for sure. That lineup is just dreadful. But uh, I always talk about how, like, you know, Jorge Soler has got the quietest, like, 43, 44, 45 homers in baseball. Do you know how many homers Eugenio Suarez has? Uh, probably, like, high 30s? 47. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a big number. <laughs> I, when I, yeah, it snuck up on me, too. Like, I'm not trying – that wasn't, like, a gotcha question. But, uh, you know, and you, it, when you do this every single day, so every once in a while I kind of like to step back and I'm like, let's take a look at season-long numbers because you, you kind of think what you think, and sometimes you might have these biases for better or for worse. But, uh, yeah, Suarez is 47 home runs. Amazing. Hopefully he doesn't hit one today because I'm not taking him. <laughs> it's tough. And he's going to be, like, you know, for, for a seven-game slate, he's going to be well-hidden because, you know, we, we sort of talked about it. Arenado and Chapman make the most sense. And then there are other pivots too, like, you know, McNeil on the other side is available at third base in spots. Brian, you can get really cheap uh, on Yahoo specifically at $12. But all right, let's jump back to shortstop. And well, is it Trevor's story? Yeah. I mean, like who else would it be up there? I mean, you're, you're, I mean, are you going to pay 5,300 for Marcus Semien against Sparkman? Maybe in a Maybe. stack, in a stack, I would, I don't think I would do it as a one-off, but like from a point per dollar perspective, I mean, I like story just towers over everyone. If you, to me, if you're going to, to me, if you're going to pay up, like you're paying up at shortstop. And if you're not paying up, like you're going all, you're, you're taking, you're taking as little as possible. So like you're playing like Machado against Davis, you're playing Mondesi against Rourke. Cause he's going to be a left. I mean, he's a switch hitter. So I'll be batting from the left side, but like the shortstop position looks even worse than first base. And what about Trey Turner? Uh, because, like, we haven't mentioned any of the Washington guys, and, like, it's not a great ballpark, and Dakota Hudson's, like, a perfectly fine real-life pitcher, not a dominant pitcher. It's why we kind of sort of ignored him as far as talk about pitching. He's not going to strike you out, but he's probably going to, you know, get that quality start and go six and strike out three or, um, strike out three and give up three-arm runs or something like that. You know, he's going to be completely neglected. No, but I just that, uh, you know, the Nationals have a 4.6 implied run total. It's, it's uh, yeah, they're favored in this game, but – like it's just that they're overpriced for that total. Um, I, I don't want to pay mid four Ks to five K. I don't want to pay for Rendon. I don't want to pay for Turner. But obviously, other people won't either. So if you think that the Nationals have upside, like you're getting them at much lower ownership, I think people are more likely if they're not going to play Story, play uh, Jorge Polanco yeah. against Ronaldo Lopez. I think he's efficiently priced at forty six hundred. I don't think he's I, I he's a fine. He's okay. I don't think he's underpriced or overpriced. Uh, but outside of that, like in a Cubs stack, you could play Nico Horner. I know he's batting eighth, but he's 3,100. Uh, and if Gausman's going to walk the moon, <laughs> like the bottom of the order will have runners on base. So I don't mind it that much, but I'm not looking at guys like Peraza or Sia Rojas. Like if I'm not going to, if, if, if I'm going to fade story, I need either a guy that's in the stack that I'm playing or someone that could potentially hit a home run and more likely those, those cheap guys. Ryan Goins and, and and Luis Arias, like I don't think it's going to be them. Yeah, like as my one-offs, I, I'm looking for Pedro Serrano. I need a guy that can say "f you," uh, you know, "f you, Jabu." A guy that can do it by himself. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and, and those guys are not, you know, Miguel Rojas on most days. It can happen, I suppose. And 
you know, uh, I think he's like 2-1 or 2-2 on FanDuel. If he needs it as a punt, he's batting second. It's not the worst idea if you make everything else work. But, of course, you're not seeking them out. Uh, when, you, when you're rostering a one-off, that's what you're looking for, correct? Right. You're looking for in one swing. They can get there in one swing. Yeah. Uh, and most of these, you know, some of these guys just can't do it, obviously. Let's jump to the outfield where, you know, I think the Mets are going to be super popular in the outfield for good reason. Uh, Conforto is 5-4 on DK. He's like 21 or 22 uh, on Yahoo. Let's see what he was. Yeah, 21. Namo is 19, leading off, uh, you know, basically locked in for those five ABs in course field, assuming things go fairly well. Those guys will most certainly be, be popular. The Twins, depending on where you're shopping, uh, you know, Rosario is is, a, is cheap. Oh, Arreyes is drawing the start. Kepler, I guess his chest acted up or something like that. Kepler's not playing baseball today. Uh, Rosario, $11 on Yahoo, by the way. He's like 4-2 or 4-3 on DK. So both places, he's especially cheap. What say you as far as the outfield? I think the chalk option is going to be Ian Desmond, 4100 on DraftKings and 15 bucks on Yahoo. Uh, batting six against Mats. I think, I mean, he's, he, he, he has a over 200 ISO against lefties and he's what 4,100 in cores. So he's fine as part of a stack as well as a one-off same for Conforto. I think uh, if you need to punt in an outfield, I think in a cash lineup, you're going to be punting at least one outfield spot. Oh no, here it is. What you could play Josh Rojas. Okay. 30, no, you're not, and it's not Lewis Brinson. Sorry, it's not going to be him. Probably it's going to be either Josh Rojas, Seth Brown, or Chris Davis at 3700 And uh, the, the pricing on Yahoo is, is cheap also for that. So, so I think you could play two of those guys. Like if you're going to pay up for, let's say you pay up for Arenado instead of Chapman at third base, like you're playing two of these guys. But if you're playing Chapman at third base instead of Arenado, then I think you play Desmond and then two of these guys. Uh, and I think that's the main reason why a lot of this Cubs ownership is going to be lower. We got Yisman trolling us here in the chat, says Lewis Brinson can get there in one swing. He can get to the bench in three swings. He can also do that. Um, he is insanely cheap on DK, where I think he's 2K over there. Yeah, but he's always insanely cheap, so who cares? <laughs> he will be holding a piece of wood in his hand and presumably attempting to hit a baseball. Uh, you know, so – He's rosterable I, if it makes everything else work, but like, I don't want to do it. Like if you're stacking up course, obviously, or something like that, or if you have two uh, of the better pitchers, again, this is not an endorsement for any, <laughs> it's the nicest thing I can say about the guy. He's probably a really nice guy. And again, it's not his fault that he was created for Christian Yellows. That's the management's fault. Don't take it out on him. Uh, anybody else that's uh, worth a note here in the outfield, uh, you know, Boomstick Cruz, it's not for us a lefty, but he batches versus the righties as well. I saw somebody in the chat talking about Elia Menez uh, against Barrios. I don't mind that for tournaments. Certainly you can do that. You know, Aquino, uh, I don't care what the wind's doing. When he, when he hits, gets a hold of the ball, it's going to go like, you know, 20 rows up. So for sure he's in play as well. Blackman batting cleanup, different lineup in Colorado today. You know, with the lefty, it's Story, Murphy, Arenado, then Blackman. Uh, certainly you can play him in, uh, in stacks. Probably not, you know, certainly not if you're a cash game. So it doesn't really make any sense. It doesn't really fit my build, my theoretical build. You mentioned Rojas batting second. Uh, still in minimum uh, on Yahoo at $7. And what is he, like 3-1 on DK? Yeah, I think so. Anything else, or shall we do a little bit of a screen share? You down with the screen share? Screen share? Sure. I just want to mention, like, obviously the Oakland guys with that total are in play. Uh, if you want to play Canha or something like that. Uh, the, the Cubs are they're cheap. Schwarber, Hayward, Zobrist. I mean, Zobrist is more of a stack play, and I'd play him at second base over outfield. But even the Milwaukee guys like Grissom or Braun 
against Richards and, and the bullpen. I mean, they have a five-plus implied run total. And then outside of that, like, yeah, the Diamondbacks are are expensive. You want to play Marte, Escobar, those guys with Rojas or whatever, but I think they're, they're going to be lower-owned. They're facing uh, one of the, the chalkiest SP2s. And according to Slate IQ currently, uh, they're the they're, they're the highest leverage stack of the slate, and they have the fourth highest win expectation on the slate. So I know people in chat are like, you know, are people sleeping on the D-backs? Like, I'm not sleeping on the D-backs. So I, I'm, I'm probably going to be over the field on the Diamondbacks and the, and the Cubs, and I'm going to be much lower, way lower on cores. But that's a GPP. That's, that's I mean, that's what I do. Cores field, they're the best plays. But because it's baseball and anything could happen, that could be a two, two to one game. And since they're so high owned, you know, if the Cubs put up eight runs or the Diamondbacks put up seven runs and Coors Field doesn't go off, that could still win a GPP. You guys are watching us on the old YouTube. YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. Uh, if you're going to fire some questions in there, D-Trainer Fabulous Multitasking Producer, he'll be all over it. He's going to copy and paste those questions and throw them over here in the Rotor Grinders chat. We'll knock those out. Before we step aside and get out of here and make way for crunch time, I presume we're on for the next 11 minutes or so. Of course, we're doing the screen share right now. Umpire data. Uh, extreme hitters umpire for Strasburg and for Hudson, for what it's worth. Uh, extreme pitchers umpire in Coors Field today. Uh, you got Robbie Ray with a hitters umpire. Uh, nothing else going on as far as the umpire data. As far as the K props, I need you to take a stand. Bust out your own almanac. I'm sure you got Biff somewhere on your phone. Uh, Strasburg's at 7.5 as far as his over-under for Ks. Rios at six and a half, Roark at five and a half, Ronaldo Lopez at five and a half, Matt's four and a half. Uh, take a stand. Who's going to go over or under? Give me a, give me the play of the day here as far as the pitchers. Uh, if, uh, based on what 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 I'm doing in my lineups, I'm going to be betting on the under on Strasburg. I'm going to be betting on the under for Berrios, and I'm going to be betting on the. I don't even see a Hamels K prop, but I'm assuming it's probably like four and a half. If anything, uh, it's yeah, not that, coming up at lineup HQ. That is interesting. Maybe it's off the board or something like Lorenzen's throwing things off. Lorenzen's in there, and it's like, but again, Lorenzen's got power. He's got legit power, but he also strikes out over 30% of the time. Um, I assume they're throwing him in the outfield. Is that where he plays? I guess. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, I would, I would, I mean, it's not like I don't think Hamels is going to have eight strikeouts, but I think five is in the cards. Yeah. Uh, I, I like it as well. And I'm going to take the over. How about this? I'll take the over on Barrios at six and a half. We talked about before, you know, the plate IQ as far as the, the lineup he's facing today, uh, 26.9% collectively as far as striking out. The only guy that's not striking out, and it's a small sample, was Mendick at 7.1%. Skull at 33%. Goings at 29%. Garcia at 20 Everything. Everybody else is like in the red, at least at 22%. And Barrios, as far as his case in the season, pretty much the same as far as lefties versus righties, collectively 22.7%. Let's jump and take a peek as far as what we have is at ownership for pitchers right now, which I know is important to you. We're seeing Ray, Robbie Ray. And again, the book says, the, the DFS book says you're not supposed to play chalk Robbie Ray, but he's facing a terrible Marlins team. He's currently at 38%, Barrios at 31 Pablo Lopez, the guy that kind of sort of makes things work at 28%. Then Hamels, then Roark at 19 Davies at 16%. I'm going to say this. I, I think I'm going to have zero Davies. Like if I'm going to go down there, it's going to be Lopez over Davies for me. I just think Lopez has more upside. And then Strasburg at 15% just seems wrong like he's got the biggest ceiling doesn't he biggest yeah but it's on the context of the slate playing 11.8k for a pitcher yeah DraftKings just limits that's why you play Strasburg in a lineup that's fading cores or only playing one or two guys as a one-off I I, that to me that's viable but it because 
because less people are doing it, obviously the ownership is going to follow that. Uh, let's take a peek as far as the hitter. Well, you know what? Let's just jump back for a second. Let's see what Cheese has. As his core. Who do you think Cheese's core pitcher play is today? I'm actually, I had it on Yahoo earlier. This is site-specific. We happen to have this one on DK, but Barrios, there you go. Cheese is all over Barrios. Uh, Notorious has Barrios and Reyes as cash game guys. And then, of course, we have the GPP plays from Tuttle and the salary relief. Do we have Ray on every single one of these? I think so. Hold on. Well, he's not a cheapie. So that's, wait, no. I should work these buttons better. Let's jump to the hitters. Uh, as far as the cash game hitters for cheese, or we'll just tell the people what you're doing as far as your hitters. They're, still, they're listening late. Obviously, you got your stacks, and you're trying to be a little bit goofy, a little bit different because there is variance in baseball. Right. Well, I mean, what, what, I'm, what I'm doing tonight in, in, in tournaments, at least, is I'm going to try to play two of the more expensive pitchers together and then I may, because I'm playing the mid stakes. If you're playing the big DraftKings, like the 9,800 person tournament for 18 bucks there, I still think you, you play a five man stack. Yeah, don't do anything other. Five and five, three, five, two, one, five, one, one, one. Don't listen to Dean and play the one, 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 whatever type of thing. What about the three, two, that. one, one, one stack? Is that a right. for that stack? You're doing that. But in the smaller <laughs> stuff, I may be playing stuff like, like four, three, one with primarily the Cubs, the Diamondbacks, and then I may sprinkle a Coors bat. I may sprinkle an Oakland bat, you know, something like that's what I'm, I'm but I need to see. I haven't built lineups yet, but I'm going to try to avoid playing Lopez, neither Lopez. I want my cheapest pitcher to be uh, Cole Hamels and see what I could build around that, even if I'm taking like seventh and eighth hitters. And hopefully that's, that's different enough uh, while still having upside, where if Coors doesn't go off, I'm in, in a good position to win. I'll say this, and I don't think it's said enough, and like you talk about it as far as like depending, understand what tournament you're in, uh, like those tournaments on DK that are huge, especially that are, that are top-loaded, you, you should really be more ambitious, and you're, you're looking to bank it. Like if you're playing a, a more of a flat payout uh, with less people in there, then you don't necessarily have to be as goofy. And I pulled up a, the, the, the biggest Yahoo contest is I think sold out as far as I can tell. There's still some Yahoo baseball contests out there. And I think just for what it's worth, and it's $500,000 this weekend as far as their football contest. And right, on Yahoo. When I play baseball on Yahoo, their contests aren't that big. They're great payout structures. I mean, the contests aren't bad. It's just that the fields are much smaller than the big fields on the other sites. So on Yahoo, like, you can stack six on Yahoo, but those contests are just not big enough that you need. Correct. You can do it, but I don't think you need to. It's So, like, on NFL contests, with a six hundred thousand people for the play action three dollar, like you bet you you gotta go ultra correlative and ultra leverage game stack six guys in a game. You don't have to those do that. types of things. JSU didn't do that. JSU the only thing JSU had was I think Andrews and uh, Lamar. I think it's the only thing you had. I'm not saying you have to. I'm just yeah. saying that that the more likely that you should be doing it. Anything could win in one in one given slate. But I mean, we saw in Fanduel that the winning lineup. Their NFL was basically a a, a sick a Mahomes and three a three receivers and Jacobs as a run back and then the best and the Patriots defense and you got there, but you also see plenty of game stacks like the sharper players in some of the high dollar tournaments. You'll see five man game stacks even in like two thousand man contests. And if that's the game that's good, like you win and that's how they, you don't have to get anything else right. Like you want if you had Demarcus Robinson because you stacked the Chiefs with him. Like you want, as long as you got all the other pieces. We right. also need a lot of like things that go bad, like which happened yesterday. But yeah, I, I, I hear your point. Um, 
By the way, I think I'm not to rub the the the, the wound or however how that works. Although that phrase is, I'm pretty sure Britt had a chance of winning that Yahoo contest if uh, Kamara put up like a 20 spot or something like that. Well, for a moment, and then once the because they always include the 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 late game on those slates, and then like Julio Jones and and Ridley both you know two touchdowns, one touchdown. So I think I think he Kamara needed to put up a ceiling game for him to overcome even that in the late game. Questions from the chat: You got Alonzo or Conforto? Uh, raw points. You only pick one. Uh, it's a utility spot. Oh, if you're, <laughs> who, who, then who would you be playing at first base? Like that's that's my question. I think if you're playing if you're playing cash games, Wilson? you're playing Alonzo. The first base spot is is so void of anything great that you're playing. If you're if if he's not in your first base spot, just play him in utility, even as a block. Uh, how do we feel about the White Sox stack? I mean, you could do it. Barrios is going to be thirty-one percent owned, or, or higher than that. You can do it. I'm much more likely. I'm not doing it, but if I were to play more as a three-man than a five-man, I don't think Barrios gets killed. But he could he could give up some damage. And I like the most of the White Sox lineup is horrible. Yeah, that that's my sort of. I mean, I get the whole concept of leverage. Not to tell cheese if he's listening. Uh, Barrios for, for for tournaments on Fanduel uh, for a one-pitcher site. You in? Yeah, I mean, just play, play the best pitcher you can in your lineup. I just don't think you're paying down all the way on FanDuel. All right, we got Sony playing cash out there. Arenado and Schwarber versus McNeil and Cabrera. Well, that's the first pairing. Yeah, I would go with the first pairing also. Uh, Milwaukee stack. Well, I said Milwaukee's fine. I mean, they're priced decently. Just just understand, like you said with Thames. Tread lightly. Tread lightly on the, on the pinch hitting because, I mean, I'm, I'm going to bring up this Brewers lineup. Like it's doable. Like I would play Grissom, Grandal, Mustakis, Braun, and then, like yeah, Thames would make the most sense. Like you're filling your catcher spot, you're filling your second base spot, so you can't play Spangenberg unless you're playing Mustakis at third base. Like I don't want to play Arcia, and I don't want to fill three outfield spots by playing Kane. So maybe Milwaukee is much better off as a three man or a four man, in a, in a either a three man as part of a five three or a four-man in a mid-stakes contest, and you're playing a four-man there. So I, I think based on the positions and the salaries, that's the better way to go with the Brewers. All right, pick one of these stacks. Uh, Oakland is more appealing than Washington, but Washington's going to be mostly ignored. Uh, if you're taking just one of them, which one are you taking? Oakland easily. I think the Nationals are overpriced for this matchup. Strasburg versus Barrios. Well, for the price, I'm going to take Barrios. You save $1,600. Uh, Padres stack? Yeah, that's doable. Padre stack against 16 to 20 percent owned Zach Davis. That can't that can't be bad. Well, you getting a ballpark upgrade. Terrible. Garcia's terrible. Uh, I mean, you got Machado. You can play Machado, Hosmer, Naylor, Hedges. Yeah. You could do it. I mean, it's a doable. It's a it's doable with the positions. They're asking in the chat about Mats. You, I mean, he's 7200. I mean, you can play him. I mean, you can, but you, I mean, can you click that button? I'd rather not pay seventy two hundred for a pitcher in cores. Well, it's not. It's not negotiable. The prices of the price. This isn't the swap shop. This isn't the flea market. No, but I would consider if if Mats was the same price as 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 Zach Davis, and I'm not and I'm and I'm not playing cores. <laughs> like I'll play Matt. Like also understand even at seventy two hundred, if you're fading cores completely, playing Mats is not is not the worst thing in the world because it's correlative to if cores doesn't do well, Mats. See, the thing is, is that Coors could not do well, and Matt still only has eight points. 
So, but just understand that. So, like, Mads could do extremely well, put up 20 points. Coors go, it's a very good leverage play like that. But I'm more likely to try to aim for leverage at my bats than I am at my pitcher. Also worth noting, they have, like, three good hitters. They have Story, they have Arnado and Blackman. Like, like Desmond's whatever. Hampson stinks. Butera is the woat. Uh, just sort of throwing it out there. But, Big yeah. key is on Zach Davis, apparently. Well, there you go. I don't think Zach Davis is in the player pool. <laughs> Zach, Zach Davies. <laughs> Zach Davies is in the player pool. <laughs> we got to go. We, 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 we had crunch time. F- finish strong. Give me something good. Uh, I'm, I'm going to hope. Uh, basically, my strategy, at least, if, if Coors Field is if it's at the fifth inning and it's 0-0, zero, zero, I'm probably having a very good slate. And if it's not, then I'm just single game showdown for NFL time. Uh, let's fire out a couple homers. I'll give you guys uh, Boomstick Nelly Cruz goes yard, uh, Chapman goes yard, and uh, according to the Almanac, we get the 47th home run from Eugenio Suarez. Hey, stay tuned for the absolutely epic uh, podcast as far as football this week. That'll be coming out later tonight or tomorrow morning. And of course, stay tuned for crunch time for premium members. You got cheese and you got Roth over the weather. He's Blunder. I'm Dean. Enjoy your baseball tonight. We're out of here. Oh.